we have had quite an interesting couple of weeks. But I would say that over the past uh, few months, the Lord has really been rising, uh, drawing the power of God up inside of us. The joy, the Holy Spirit's motion and movement, everything has been rising to a new level. That was prophesied. We're feeling it. We're seeing it. Multiple people just this past week, born again, filled with the Spirit, healed. I mean, just God pouring out. So here's what. Uh, I don't expect for that to be any different today. And so if the Lord uh, starts pouring out on you in joy or in the power of God or you start getting healing just while we're talking right now, that won't surprise me. And, and you're not interrupting. You know, if, if last week I said, I said, if you, you start feeling the joy of the Lord, there's something, and especially if you heard the 10 o'clock class, uh, we have to walk in a boldness and excitement and a confidence of God. Now, I'm not talking about you making something up. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit starts moving on you. Last week I said if you were sitting there and, and all of a sudden you just felt uh, the joy of the Lord overtake you and you bust out laughing, that wouldn't surprise me. And y'all, they were looking at me last week like you're looking at me now. And uh, about that time, uh, that joy hit hit Rebecca. And uh, you had never had that happen before, had you? No? Did it surprise you a little bit? <laughs> and then she, at first she was like, mm, trying to keep it in. And then, I mean, it just kept coming and then it bubbled out. Out and then it hit Sharon and and that's the Lord the joy of the Lord is our strength and and here's the thing it, it just brings freedom to us it brings the freedom of God and it's not just in that way it could be the power of God it could be the healing of God so if you start sensing that that's not me that's the Holy Spirit moving on you you know and just let him it's not an interruption if then I promise you if something's out of line I'll call that down so you, know, so you don't want to be making up stuff, but at the same time, don't be afraid to bust out laughing and let the joy of the Lord hit you, okay? Amen. So I just want you to relax in that. So we have been talking about um, There's Hope, and we've been talking about a series called There's Hope. And I uh, just wanted to review on that because it's been a few weeks since we've talked about it. But the very first series was uh, the title of that uh uh, first message in the series is there's hope you know it's very original and uh, <laughs> it was here's the here's the point that no matter where you're at or what you feel like there's hope in God there's hope in God and I said if anything I want you to get to the place where no matter what it looks like no matter how dark it feels what what it feels like looks like everything you come back and say there's hope. Now it's kind of a funny example, but anybody ever drank like a warm Dr. Pepper really, really fast, right? You get full of something. And if somebody came and they pushed your stomach, what would come out? Well, burp, you, you know, because that's what you're full of. Amen? Well, we need to get hope in a, It's okay, you can laugh at that. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my gosh, did he just talk about burping? Uh, see, if, uh, think about that. It's a hot day, and then you drink a hot Dr. Pepper because you were thirsty. That's the only thing around. All, man, all those, all those gases, they just build up like right here, right? And if somebody, like you're sitting there trying not to burp all by yourself, but, but then, man, if somebody came and they touched you, they... they pushed on your stomach a little bit, that'd be all it took. You know, you just let it go, right? 
Amen. See, that's the Lord bringing some joy right there to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't believe Pastor's <laughs> talking about that. Amen. Good. I did a whole message on that one day. I didn't, didn't I? And I used Nicole as an example. <laughs> I did. See, her face turned red. It's true. <laughs> but what we're full of will come out. Amen. <laughs> what we're full of will come out. If we are full of the hope of God, then when the devil comes and he starts putting pressure on us, what should come out of us? There's hope. There's hope. When, we, when it looks like we're in the deepest, darkest hole, there's hope. There's hope in God. Amen? There's hope. You know why? Because God is a God of hope and we are to be a people of hope. And what is there's a commodity that this world needs more than ever, and it is the hope of God. It's hope. And so we talked about hope. But then we talked about what is hope. Because a lot of people don't even really know what hope is. And we look at just the way that we use our language today. It's like, well, hope you get to feeling better. Or hope that works out for you. And what that means is there's kind of like a dividing line. And on this side it won't. And on this side it will. And what we're really saying is, well, I hope it falls your way. In other words, like luck. Or I wish, right? Well, but that is the exact opposite of what Bible hope is. Bible hope is joyful, confident expectation. Joyful, confident expectation. In other words, if, if I don't have joy, I'm not in hope. So when I say, well, hope it falls your way, hope it works out for you, there's no joy in that. That's, that's luck. That's 50-50. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't have any joy in 50-50. I got better chances than that in the world, right? That's not God. If I don't have confidence. See, if I'm wishing or I'm believing in luck, that kind of worldly hope, then there's no confidence here. That, that, how can I have confidence on something that may be or may be not? There's no comp, that's not hope. And then there's expectation, that expectation that this thing's happening right now. It's about to happen. I'm about to see it right now. That's the expectation of God. So what is hope? Hope is joy, confidence, expectation. And you can tell, am I in hope or not, based off of whether or not you have joy, confidence, expectation. See, I'm looking around right now and trying to figure out who's in hope. Where's it? Do I see any joy? Do I see any confidence? Do I see, or do, or do I see a bunch of uh, people that looks like they're sucked on a sour pickle? I mean, I don't know about that, Pastor. See, I want to see is the hope coming out. And you know what? We got to let it out. And we got to get full of it. And we got to let it go. So that when the devil puts pressure on us, what comes out of us is the hope of God. Because you know what? Our hope preaches to the world. It says that you're supposed to be able to give an account for the hope that is within you. In other words, people will see how you live life and they will see when the devil puts pressure on you, what comes out of you? Is it joy? Is it confidence? Is it expectation? And then they're going to want to know, where would that come from? Because I need that. 
I don't, I don't know about everybody else. I need what you have. I need some joy. I need some confidence. I need some... Anybody ever felt like, man, I need some expectation. I need some confidence. I need some joy. All of us have. Well, we're supposed to be overflowing with it. We're supposed to be overflowing with it. So, you know, there is hope. What is hope? And then uh, Nicole preached a message. We need it. Do you understand that you cannot survive and thrive without hope? You need hope. If for no other reason, God has told you to walk in it. You need hope. Then I preached a message. The last one was that we have a responsibility to hope. In other words, this is not something that's just a good idea. It's something that God has told us to do that God has commanded us to do, is to have hope. So let's turn to Romans 15 and verse 13. This has been one of our key scriptures in this series. And it, it says this, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Man, doesn't that sound nice? Woo! Fill me with all joy and peace. I wonder what that looks like. I wonder if all joy and peace filled up in you and overflowing looks like what I'm looking at right now. Everybody's like, don't look at them. <laughs> Does all joy and peace look like how you're wearing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> I would say even probably the best of us know. In other words, I think there's another level. But wouldn't that, wouldn't that, amen, there's always new levels in God. All joy and peace. All, all, not all. Like there's, the Greek word for that means all. It means every bit of it. It's one of my favorite jokes. I don't know why it's so silly. Every time it's funny to me. Now may the God of hope, hope is who God is. That's his character. That's his nature. And the more we become like God, the more we become a hopeful, joyful, confident, expectant people. And, and, so, and, and you know what? We have to put it on. How many people, let me ask this question, how many people feel like putting hope on? Every morning when you get up. I mean, it just naturally comes to your flesh and goes, Oh, let me just put on some hope. Every morning when you wake up, just it just naturally, you fall out of bed, hopeful, joyful, springing through life, right? You just That just happens, right? No. No. The world has done its job of beating us down. And yet, it should be the most natural thing to us. I mean... It should be so natural to us as believers. Because it says the God of hope, this is his character, it's his nature. And we're supposed to be living, abiding in him and him abiding in us, in his character, in his nature. Man, we're supposed to be so full of hope that literally we do bounce out of bed like that after we've learned how to put it on. It's something you have to uh, purpose yourself and be intentional to put on. You know, do you think I always feel like, you know, like what I just did? When, do you think I feel like preaching like this? No. No. But do I care about how I feel 
or do I want to be... I'd rather be in line with the Word of God. I'd rather be in line with His Spirit than be in line with my corrupted feelings. I'd rather be in line with Him than, than the corruption that's trying to work through this fleshly body. See, at some point we have to decide, is Jesus my Lord or are my feelings my Lord? Let's see some hope out of that. Some joy. It's like, that didn't make me feel very joyful, Pastor. <laughs> you know, right? But, hey, we've got to, we have correction. We have rebuking. You know, and sometimes we need to rebuke our own feelings. Nobody shut up. I'm not going to act like that. No, I'm not going to feel like that. No, I'm not going to think those. The, the Word says love believes the best. The, the Word says that i got to take every thought captive and bring it into the obedience of Christ. It says think on these things, things that are worthy of praise. So sometimes you need to tell your thoughts that are coming from a corrupted flesh, shut up. No, I'm not having part with you. I'm going to have part with the God of hope. I'm going to have part with all joy. I'm going to take part for all peace in believing. I'm going to take that part. He says, look, if you'll believe in me, he says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Why? So that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just ask you a couple of questions here. What's the will of God for you? Everyone listening to this message, no matter if you know God or not, what is the will of God for you? To abound in all hope, all joy, and all peace. And He's going to do that through the Holy Spirit. He's going to do that through the Holy Spirit. To the person who takes their heart and says, Yep, do that to me, Lord. Yep, do that to me. But you know what? In order to take your heart and say, do that to me, you're going to have to take your flesh and the corruption and a lot of times your logic and say, and you go away. I'm going to open up my heart and I'm going to put down my flesh. That's how it works. So when I don't feel like, you know, preaching and being all silly and, and you know, and, and, you know, some days I walk in here and y'all are like, yeah, I mean, I heard the beginning of worship today from my office. I was like, praise God, who are, who are those? Did we got some new people in there? What's up? I mean, I heard, I like that. Man, that's expectation, excitement, amen? But, but that hadn't been like that every day. Some days I walk in here and everybody sucked on the sour pickle and I'm just like, my Lord, I don't even feel like preaching. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you feel like. What matters is that we open up our heart, put down our flesh, and let God be God. The God of hope. The God of hope. And see, and if I'll do it, maybe I can inspire you to do that every now and then. I think that's starting to take place more and more. But it might have taken some time. But imagine if all of us start making that our focus and our purpose. Then all of a sudden I walk in here, I'm like, look, they're feeling all hopeful and joy. Ooh, that makes me kind of happy too, you know. I was like, hey. Put a little spring in my step because I'm feeding off of you now. What if we all did that? You understand, now all of a sudden, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. 
This is the design that God has. See, we all bring a part into this. And the more that we do godly things, and in this case, the more we move into hope, whether we feel like it or not, the more hope abounds in all of us. How many people are feeling strengthened right now better than when you walked in the door? Amen. Well, what's happening? What's going on? We're stirring it up. We're stirring up the hope that's within us. Now, is the promise any different now than it was an hour ago? No. It was there the same way. Well, the thing is we're stirring it up. We're purposing ourselves to allow hope to come on us, to flow in us, to overflow us. We're purposing ourselves to take the junk of the world and cast it down. All of a sudden, our heart changes. Our mind changes. We take hope. We start moving into joy. See, when I first started this, wasn't nobody smiling at me. Now, now I got a few, and they're like constant. They're not just like on off, on off, on off. They're like, yeah, acting like you like me now. It's good. It's good. See, this we've got to purpose ourselves. We've got to be intentional with these things. We've got to step out into it. Amen. Amen. So. This is funny. Go away. There's a notification that's like, I'm not going away. Okay. In Jesus' name. So I want to show you, you know, I thought that today would be the end of hope. But I can tell already that ain't happening. I want to look at today how hope works. I've already showed you part of it just in demonstration of how hope works. But uh, I want to go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. You know, I got to the There's Hope series uh, through this verse. And the Holy Spirit was asking me some questions. And, and I read this verse. It says, but now faith hope, love, abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, some, some people preach this verse and they say, uh, and I think this is probably the more accurate way, is that uh, faith, hope, and love, these three abide forever. In other words, these are not going away. These are going to remain forever. And, and I think that you can easily say that because faith, hope, and love is a part of who God is, right? And if it's a part of who God is and God ain't going nowhere, these things are not going. But I think that from that you can also say this, that these things will stand. You know, if you need a firm foundation, these are the three things that you need. Faith, hope, and love. But you understand that the greatest of these is love. God is love. And this is our, this is our foundation. Now, there's other people, and I've, I've preached it this way too, because if you take the whole counsel of Scripture, then if you're abiding in God and God is these three things, then Jesus says, abide in me and I will abide in you. That means that we need to abide in faith, hope, and love, and we need to allow faith, hope and love to abide in us and that is a decision in other words you know y'all ever seen anybody out and about that does look like they you know 
sucked on the sour pickle. I mean, and that's how they live. You know, I mean, it's uh, sometimes you just, uh, you know, People just need help. They need Jesus, you know. And uh, and sometimes they just need help all the time, you know. It's just like that's who they are. They're just she's seen one of them. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, sometimes people are like that. They just need they need Jesus. Amen. You just want to. It's like I don't even know where to start. Jesus. <laughs> You know, that's and you just want to pray. Jesus, help them. All of it, every bit, top to bottom, every bit of it. Help them, Lord. You know, and sometimes that we've been that person. You know, that's probably why we're laughing. But then you see somebody and they just look like it all the time. But in other words, there's a choice to allow faith, hope, and love to abide in us. Or for us to abide in those things. There's a choice. We don't have to choose it. We can choose to, you know, <laughs> we can choose the sour pickle and, uh, and live that life. We can choose it. I, <laughs> this is so, I keep having this image come in my head of this old lady that I saw not too long ago. And I was like, my Lord. Glad I'm not her. <laughs> just, woo, she looked so sour, just sour. And my heart broke, really. I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but my heart broke for her because I'm thinking, what kind of life would produce a permanent face like that? <laughs> I mean, really. Y'all seen them, or else you wouldn't be laughing. But you know what? Here's what would do it. That's a choice. That's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> there's people that have made choice and they won't abide and I mean I mean, just down beat up destroyed and the devil has taken that child of God that's made in the image of God and has taught them through a corrupted world to not choose faith, hope and love and the end result was you know living with that pickle face, <laughs> pickle face, yeah. The end result was that. And that breaks my heart. They need the hope of God. But you know how they get the hope of God? They see somebody that lives it. And so we have to not only for ourselves choose to open ourselves up and be intentional about that choice, but then we have to actually step into it and walk in it and live in it, abide in it. But have you ever had a foundation that has been shaky? Like you just seem like, you know, some days you're good, some days you're not, right? Some days you're stable and some days you're not, you know. I have. Man, I've had plenty of those times. Well, uh, most of the time it comes because we're not abiding in faith, hope, and love. We're not allowing this to be our foundation. We've made our foundation something else, you know. Um, I've, seen, I've seen people that were dating at times, and man, all of a sudden, uh, I, I'll, I'll start there, and then I'll give you another example. I've seen people that were dating, and all of a sudden they break up, and the person just falls all to pieces. You know why? Because their foundation, they found their foundation incorrectly, yeah. 
in that person that they were dating. And as soon as that foundation was broken up and destroyed, that foundation wasn't God, it wasn't faith, hope, and love, they got shaky. And I mean, they just were all tore up. Listen, this is an even stronger one. I've seen parents whose foundation is their children. Right? And as soon as their children turned their back on them when they grew up and they didn't walk out the things of God and children, uh, all of a sudden that parent fell to pieces. Why? Because their foundation wasn't God. Their source wasn't God. It wasn't faith, hope, and love. It was that kid. It's the incorrect thing. And, and so by setting our foundation on the wrong things, we, if it's not faith, hope, and love, if it's not the ways of God, then what we do is we set ourselves up to be unstable and then wonder why God let us into that. God didn't let you into that. We do that to ourselves by not taking this word and applying it. Um, recently this week, uh, Pastor Amos and I, um, he's still here. He's over at Spirit and Truth. But we were talking with some other pastors. We had a meeting, and uh, one of the statements that came out is so many times people will accept the person of Jesus, but they don't accept the ways of Jesus. So in other words, yes, I want Jesus, I want a Savior, but I don't want to do things the way that he told me to do them or the way that he did them. And so we accept things that are ungodly outside of him and all of a sudden our foundation is shaky and we go, why would you let this happen to me? Uh, he allowed you to make a choice. And he says, look, if you set your, there's verses that say if you set your things on the, on the right things, on godly things, you will not fall. These are words of God. These are promises. You will not fall. He tells us right here that if you abide in these things, these things abide. They're eternal. You won't get shaky under these things. So what we have to do is not just accept Jesus as a Savior, but we have to accept him as Lord as director of my life, as the one who's making the choices and I'm just being obedient to it. See, so many times we say, yes, I need Jesus. And what we're really saying is, I need an answer. I need his uh, miracle touch. I need my lottery ticket to win when I come up for prayer, right? That's what we're saying. But then we walk out the doors and we're like, but I'm going to do what I want to do. And what we've done is we've just we've played the lottery game with God. We want everything to work magically because we claim the name of Jesus. It's not how it works. He says, you make me Lord. Well, one of those things is that we stay in these things, faith, hope, and love. And so I want you to see this. Will you uh, put up, it should be uh, the faith, hope, and love triangle, uh, number one. It's the whole picture there. if we have it there we go yay so you see this here you have faith hope and love and together they make the whole alright so keep that up there and let's look at Galatians 5 6 I want to show you how hope works Galatians 5 and verse 6 it's very interesting. You remember in that verse we just read, it said the greatest of these is love. In Galatians 5, 6, it says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. 
In the King James it says this, that faith worketh by love. Faith worketh by love. Okay. Do you have one that just has the faith and the love? So, in other words, another way that you could say that is that faith is supported by love. Faith is supported by love. So what happens to faith, if faith worketh by love, if faith works through love, what happens to your faith if it is not founded on the love of God? It falls. There's nothing there to support it. Does your faith work? So you can pray, 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 pray. You can, you can apply belief. You can apply trust in the promises of God. But you're applying that belief and that trust outside of love. Does faith work? No, because faith works through love. This is what makes it the greatest. One of the things there that makes it the greatest is faith works by love. Let me give you an example of that. So let's say that uh, I, I desire... I desire, let's say that I desire uh, um, Mercedes-Benz, right? Let's say I desire that car. And I just say, by golly, I'm going to get me a Mercedes. Lord, I just ask you for a Mercedes. I just ask you for that. Let's say as an example, I just ask you for that, right? But I didn't hear from God. Love is a choice. Here's the definition of love. Love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. All right. There's a whole teaching we did on that. Love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. So if I didn't have any leading of God to pray for that Mercedes, am I in love? No. Is my faith supported? No. So I can pray all day long, but there's no love active, and so my faith just falls to the ground. I can throw it out there. And now what am I producing? Am I producing a positive testimony in myself or a negative testimony? Negative because I tried faith, and, and supposedly faith didn't work. Actually, I didn't move into faith because faith only works through love. But in my mind, I think that I tried to believe God for something, and it didn't happen. And then I wonder, well, why didn't God show up? It's because I didn't hear from him. It wasn't unconditional giving. I wasn't moving at God's leading. It wasn't love. And so I can, I can pray all day long. Now let's say, like for instance, one time uh, the Lord said, uh, talking about vehicles, he gave us in our heart. He gave us, uh, this was a few years before we got it, but the Lord put in our heart, we wanted a white or a silver GMC Envoy. This has been several years ago. Uh, we wanted a white or a silver uh, GMC Envoy because we just liked the way they looked. It looked like it had room and everything. And so we put our faith out there. Lord, we just asked for that. We asked you for that uh, GMC Envoy. Well, you see it out in the parking lot today, right? And it, wasn't, it ain't blue one. It's a white one, right? Why? Because when the Lord told us and commanded that, wrote that on our heart, we just took what he wrote in love and then we prayed in faith and over time that thing manifested and it came in. If God writes it on your heart, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word is what he writes. It's rhema is the Greek word. That word is what he writes on your heart. And when he writes that, now it is love for me to believe for it. 
For me to not believe for it is outside of love. But when he writes it on my heart, now it's love for me to pray that thing out, to see tremendous power release and see that thing. And now love will back my faith. Okay, So faith works by love. It's important for us to know that the foundation is that. Now, put the uh, whole picture back up there again. And let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. This is known as the faith chapter. And a lot of times verse 1 is uh, very much uh, considered a faith verse. It's where we have taught on and learned faith. And it, it says, I generally now mix up the King James and the New American Standard, so I'll read it. Uh, let's, let's put it up in this first, but then we're going to switch over and see the King James too. In New American Standard it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Okay, so now let's put it up in the uh, King James. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? It's the evidence of it. The substance. That word assurance and substance in the original language it means uh, support. So what that says is faith is the support of things hoped for. So now when we go back to our picture we see that love supports faith and faith supports hope. Faith supports hope. So now watch this. Let's say, and this is the importance of hope. How many people have been believing God for provision or healing or anything? And you got, you got a promise of God, so you know it's love. You got a promise of God. You know you're in love to believe healing, provision. All of that's promise. Restoration, protection, deliverance, all of that's promise. It's yours. That's love for you to believe for any piece of that. Anytime, anywhere, you can believe God for that. That's a part of your salvation. Let's say that you start trusting God and you believe God, but let's take away the hope. And now all of a sudden you have faith and love. Whoops. That's all right. Let's say you have faith and love, but you don't have hope what then is faith going to support hope you see is the manifestation of it's it's what is manifested in other words hope is the promise or the character and nature of God so in other words if I want to see protect, protection rise up in my life that's something that is a character and nature of God and a promise from God. And so I put joy, confidence, and expectation on that promise and then I back it with love and faith and then that promise or the character and nature is what manifests in my life. So if I take away hope, if I take away hope for the promise or hope for the character and nature of God, then I'm taking away the very thing that's going to manifest. I'm taking away what faith holds up. And so if I take away hope, if the devil or your corrupted mind can allow hope 
to be gradually taken away from you, then you can be in love and faith all day long and there's nothing for faith to manifest. It is. Can you see how people would be in love and faith but not have hope, not have joy? See, joy now is, is directly related to your manifestation. Without joy, you don't have hope. Without confidence in the promises and confidence in the character and nature of God, you don't have hope. Faith has nothing to bring about. Without expectation. How many people will be honest enough to say that you've been believing God, you had a promise or a character and nature of God, you knew it was love, and you applied faith towards that, but you really never were in joy, confidence, or expectation. You really never had hope. And then you wondered why God didn't come through with it. Anybody besides me probably a few hundred or thousand times? See, when here's the thing. It's very interesting. In that original verse, it said these three things abide, faith, hope, and love. The Holy Spirit asked me this question. He said, how much preaching have you heard on faith? I went, oh, my goodness. Thousands of messages, probably. Thousands that I've said in. I mean, lots. And uh, how much preaching and teaching have you heard on love? A lot. A lot. I've preached a bunch, you know, on both of those. He said, how much preaching have you heard on hope? I had to scour my mind just to think of one. And that's, that's a shame. When there's three things that are our firm foundation, that are our stability, when there's three things that cause the promises of God to actually be a reality and manifested in our life, and one of them, I've got, see, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the rhema, by the revelation of that word preached, then I'm missing one of the key ingredients for the things of God to be made manifest in my life. I'm missing one of the main. And so the Lord said, I want you to preach on hope. I want your theme for 2016 to be, there is hope. And then I asked him, well, what's our theme for 2017? He said, hope. <laughs> he said, there's hope. You know why? Because we're entering into a time where this is going to be such a valuable thing where people need hope hope and it's got to be on us and they're going to be looking for somebody that has hope and it's going to be you it's going to be us we're going to have it we're going to know about it we're going to be carriers of it and when they need some we say I got plenty have some of that have some have some hope and then they will trust God and they will believe God and they will have something put the uh, full picture up they will have something that, to manifest in their life and we can bring about real results. See, if any one of those three is missing, the manifestation doesn't occur. If any one of those. We need hope. We need faith. We need love. We've got to abide in it. We have to. We have to abide in it. Can you see how if we're missing hope? See, we can, the devil can let us operate in love and faith, but if he has stolen our hope in some form or fashion, then nothing manifests. 
There's no manifestation. And then everybody is sitting there going, God doesn't love me. So now he's attacking the character and nature of God because we didn't know the scripture. So we got to know it. We got to know how to operate in it. So I want you to watch this. You're believing God. You're in faith. You're in love. But you don't have joy. And, and you can put on joy. Uh, there's a scripture. I need to find it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there's a scripture where it literally tells you, laugh at the devil. When he attacks you, laugh at him. Right? Well, when he attacks you, do you feel like laughing? <laughs> but sometimes you just need to put it on. I remember Brother Hagen used to say, ha, 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 And he would just start to put on laughter. Ha, 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 ha. And he was teaching people. And you know what would happen is when they would make up their mind to step into the joy of the Lord, joy would come. That joy would start to overflow them. You need to learn how to have the joy of the Lord and move into the joy of the Lord. This is why the devil attacks that as a movement by the Holy Spirit. This is why he, he'll make you feel funny when joy just comes on you. Amen. This, that's why he'll make you feel like uh, self-conscious about it. Because he knows if you got joy, you're going to start moving in hope. You start moving in hope, the manifestations of God will be in your life. That's why he attacks it. Because the devil knows more word than you do. It doesn't mean he's stronger, but he'll use it to twist it and deceive you and get you out of the very thing that is your answer. So we got to, we got to get in this word stronger than he's in it. We got, we got to know the character and the nature of God better than him. We got to walk in these things and open up our heart to the joy of the Lord. You know, if we're in faith, we're in love, but we don't have confidence. You ever been praying for something and you're like, oh God, please come through. I've been trying to go after you. I've been trying. But honestly, if you evaluated where you were at, there's no confidence there. There's no confidence. What then is missing? Hope. What if, what if you're sitting there praying and, and you have zero expectation? Like, I'm praying, but if it came through, it'd knock me off. I, it'd knock me down. It, it'd surprise me so much. I would be so surprised if something happened, it would knock me down. Because there's no expectation. Then there's nothing to manifest in our lives. And then we're wondering. And then it doesn't manifest because we haven't been intentional to press into it and open up ourselves to it. And then who do we blame for it not happening? God, you're so mean. Why'd you let this happen to me? God's like, I didn't let it happen to you. I was trying to get you to go to that church where they would teach you for years. Now, now you're finally hearing it, but you got to put it on. It's like I was trying to get you to get up out of bed and go be a part of that church. They had some hope. They had some faith. They needed, they would pray over you and it would break the crust of the earth, but you wouldn't go. You wanted to watch online all the time and not be a part of what I called you to be. And then all of a sudden you're wondering why I did this to you. I didn't do that to you, but I still love you. You can change that right now today and you can say, you know what, I'm going to put on hope. I'm going to put on joy. I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to be what God called me to be and be where he called me to be.
where he called me to be. And then all of a sudden, the hope of the Lord can rise up in you. The joy of the Lord can rise up in you. The confidence, the expectation, the faith, and all of it backed by love. And all of a sudden, we start seeing results to our prayers. They're not just empty prayers. No, they rise to heaven. They fill the nostrils of God. He is so pleased, and He sends legions of angels. Calls that provision to come to Rebecca. Calls that provision to come to mystics. Calls that provision to come. Calls that healing to come. Look, hey, go protect them, Gabriel. Go protect them, Michael. War on my behalf, on behalf of that believer. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. We need hope. You sense that? You sense that rising up in you? Lord, right now we just praise you. Yeah, we give you the glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Let's just seek the Holy Spirit for a few minutes. Who is the one that fills us with all hope and joy and peace in believing? It's the whole, through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to move right now. We welcome you. Bring joy. Bring peace. Bring believing. Bring joy. Bring peace. Bring the believing on your hope. Bring hope now. Thank you, Father.